Bottom line, who can take care of you better than anyone else, yourself, your family, And we also, I think, need to be prepared in our minds and in our psyche. There are things that we depend on right now that we won't have or be able to give to our kids. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in live, Glenn Tate. A collapse happens when a country's institutions fail. We get an exhaustive list of these failing institutions from our Patreon supporters, and we talk about each one. When you add up all the failing institutions, instead of looking at them one at a time, you're left with an overwhelming conclusion that things are going pretty poorly in America, which means you need to be prepared for stuff not working. This episode will motivate you. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. It's listeners' favorite time of the show where we pick the sponsor superlative of the week because we overuse the word awesome. So now we come up with a new one each week. And this week, it's Ned Flanders from The Simpsons' famous line, Oakley Dokley. Oakley Dokley. And so that is our sponsor superlative of the week. Shelby, please talk about our first sponsor using the superlative Oakley Dokley. Oakley Dokley. <laughs> so, See what you did there. Again, is this a superlative? Well, we wanted to kind of change things up. Last week we did not awful. And so, <laughs> you know, we, we like to have a little bit of fun with it. You know, it keeps it keeps listeners' attention. I mean Oakley and that's Dokley. A, yeah, it's a See, good it's thing. more of a article you're ruining it i am well we're ruining our sponsors <laughs> it could be argued but that can't happen with our first oakley doakley sponsor pro one water filter seriously great great water filtration not just singular tanks but whole household water systems for your water filtering um, needs and we're not just talking making water like nice Tastes better like clear yeah like one of those clear pictures that you see at costco this is to remove bad things yeah. in case your water supply goes south. So I encourage you to please go check them out. We did a really fun testing of their products and we love them. Go check them out at our Oakley Doakley website, prepping2-0.com. Click on friends and affiliates. They're right there at the top on the left. Now it's time for our Miss America moment of the week. And this one uh, is pretty shocking. And this is what I call water cooler material. No reference to Pro One water filters intended there. This is something you're going to be talking about with people you know. And this is true. This is real. We don't make stuff up here. Um, Yes. And this really ties into what we're talking about, the failure of institutions. Mm -hmm. Um, And why we miss America. Why we can't rely on people to take care of us. So tell the story. Yes, Volkswagen was asked by law enforcement in Illinois, a blue state. Law enforcement asked VW to turn on the GPS tracking for a car that contained a kidnapped two-year-old. Uh, two-year-old. Two-year-old, of this course. Is, this is not like a kid that can like walk yeah, to and from school by themselves. Yeah, this a 26-year-old right. living in mom's basement. This is a young, helpless child. Mm-hmm. Uh, VW declined. The Why did they do that? Um, Why did they do that, Glenn? That because, seems really... Because the GPS subscription had expired and VW didn't want to reactivate it in order to save a two-year-old's life. Now, it turned out okay. Now, VW stuck by its guns, if you will, and refused to turn on the GPS uh, because the subscription was expired. The kid was found okay, unharmed, in a parking garage dumped out in a parking garage and so luckily the kid lived if the kid wouldn't have been dumped out by here's or her i don't know which kidnappers a kid would have been taken away forever and parents and grandparents would have been grieving for the rest of their lives because a giant corporation in a blue state said the subscription is expired this would have never happened in the past americans by and large used to be pretty doggone decent some big corporations in blue states are not decent, as illustrated by this story. So let's flesh this out for just a short moment. We're not going to spend the whole show clearly on this, but those of us who are aware of law enforcement policies, 
when a child is kidnapped, time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. Number one, and they have a car with a GPS on it. The police are like, we can shave hours off of the possibility of what could happen to this child. When a child is kidnapped, the odds are that it is a tragic outcome. I'm not going to say what yeah. it is because I can't even think about it. It is a tragic outcome. So police are thinking to themselves, we got a GPS. We can oh, do this. this is golden. And we can we, save a kid and we or can, not. So instead, what we have is by the grace of God, mm-hmm. the person who did this dropped the kid off and did not do the unthinkable. Does law enforcement have the perpetrator? Nope. We know nope. we have a kidnapper running around mm-hmm. with in, in a VW, in apparently. a VW that could be tracked down. Yeah. Because VW didn't choose to do the morally right thing. I'm sorry that subscription's expired. I'll have to ask my supervisor. Oh, my supervisor's line is busy. I'm not giving you the information. That's you, probably how this you know conversation what? went. I mean, if if I were the if I were the VW employee taking the call, like I will pay for the subscription. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Go. That's how and things I used to go. That's how it used to go. I miss America. Next. Top, top 100 items that disappear first. This is from a list from Bosnia survivors. This list is on the prepping2-0.com website on the right in a dark green box called top 100 list of things. Number four is seasoned firewood. The reason we bring you this uh, one item from this hundred every episode is it's a great reminder. It makes you say, aha, yeah, I should have seasoned firewood. It's pretty obvious why you need seasoned firewood. There are going to be a lot of people when, when a collapse hits that just cut down raw green trees and try to stick them in a fireplace with one match. And uh, it's not going to work it's well. It needs take to be seasoned. <laughs> and in Bosnia, there were people that were busting up pianos and furniture to burn to stay warm. And by the way, pianos have a lot of treatment and resin and paint, and they don't burn very well. Don't be, don't be busting up a piano. Have some seasoned firewood. And if I might add, mm-hmm. uh, you can. It's I your can. show. It's, You're the co-host, and it's my uh, verbal tick. Uh, this applies now. When we have some of the things that are happening with our power grid and our power supply, Mm -hmm. we don't need Bosnian conditions to need firewood. Exactly. Thank you. That's a good point. Reason of the week to be a Patreon. You get to provide content for the show like the Patreon list of failing institutions we're about to be discussing. It's a great way to participate in the show and get your comment read and your name or your profile name read by us. It's very cool. Let's get into it. You know, when you look at a couple institutions that are failing, you think, yeah, it's not so bad. But when you consider all of them in totality, it motivates you to prep. And that's what we're going to do here today. Shelby, would you read the first Patreon post? Uh, When we ask for a list of failing institutions, here's what our brilliant, our, dare I say, Oakley Doakley Patreons had to say. Oakley Doakley. Oakley Doakley. The first one is from Maxwell, the FAA and the DOT. So let's unpack those. FAA, the, the major problem was a complete shutdown of the air traffic control system for the first time since 9-11. On 9-11, it was intentional that they shut down the air traffic control system. Grounding 10,000 flights, oh, and the, then the backlog, it took it took days and days to unmess, to that, up. unmess that up. And so um, it, it was, a, it was a supposedly a, a software update that went awry. Um, there's some speculation. We have no evidence of this, but there is speculation that it could have been a hacking attack, which just shows you how vulnerable we are. FAA didn't have a plan for this. Uh, first of all, how this can happen, I don't know. Exactly, because there should be a backup to the backup to the backup. Exactly. And the next um, thing, that institution that's failing, is the Federal Department of Transportation. East Palestine, Ohio, East Palestine, I should say it correctly, Ohio, is an absolute environmental disaster. There was a time in this country when the left actually supposedly cared about the environment. It was all about power and money, but they, uh, they've been eerily silent. The, the poisoning of several rivers in, in this area. And land. And land and air is unbelievable. And it was DOT's mess up. It take, took DOT, Biden, DOT Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, think I'm saying who that is right. completely benign as head oh, of the DOT yeah completely not a leader. useless not a shows leader. up wearing a hard hat for Pete's sake yeah Pete's sake that's funny for see, Pete's sake Pete. uh-huh. <laughs> see what I did there that's I have some funny. thoughts on this so keep going though um and it, it's a it's a terrible tragedy and it was it, DOT could have uh stopped this by the way which is my verbal tick 
Um, there was a, a exhaustive look at the uh, Trump uh, regulatory rollbacks that supposedly led to this. Turns out none of them actually applied to this train. And so if you hear people saying uh, it was Trump's fault, if you watch The View, uh, which nobody listening to this show actually does, actually very few people in America watch the show. Because most people are working. But anyway, and nobody cares. They were saying how it's, you know, Trump's fault and all this other stuff. Completely wrong. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I have so many. So first, Pete Buttigieg is completely useless. He has dropped the ball on so many things. And unfortunately, sadly, tragically, we have this kind of major damage that will be felt for decades. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Second of all, after it happened, FEMA didn't show up. The federal government didn't show up. The federal government didn't show up. And they eventually do show up. They didn't this time. And they took the position of this was um, done. This tragedy happened because of a private corporation. The corporation should have showed up. No. When there's an emergency, where in the the acronym FEMA does it say Mm -hmm. that qualifier that it has to be a corporate, the corporate response is primary. Who cares? Show up. People are in da- Americans are hurting. The third thing is this actually has some history to it. This was a train derailment that happened. Here's a really, really good reason and a good excuse to do pipelines. Thank you. When you take toxic, high, highly flammable materials and you and you pipe them through a pipeline and a, you don't have derailments. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think they put solvents and things right. in pipelines, but they put they put oil and oil. gas in, in pipelines, and those are also dangerous. Right. So, but you don't have this sort of, um, I, I'm thinking of, there was several years ago, a train derailment near Portland that was oil, and it caused a major, major, major file, fire on, right there. And it's like, this is what pipelines are for. Mm-hmm. It's failure on so many levels, and so and it's so it's not just the DOT. There's so many failures of government. When 20 years ago, the response would have been stronger, vibrant, would have been perfect. Oh heck no, nothing the federal government does is perfect, but it wouldn't have been this benign buffoonery. Thank you, Befine, benign buffoonery. Our next one is from King Walker Jr. And he lists a couple institutions that are failing. We'll talk about each one. He says Boy Scouts slash Girl Scouts the Pope and the UN. Let's tackle Boy Scouts slash Girl Scouts. We all know about the problems the Boy Scouts have had. Let's just leave it at that. And, that, and they have not gone away. No. And now the Boy Scouts, as I understand it, I haven't followed this closely. I'm sure there's going to be an Eagle Scout who might correct me in the comments. The Boy Scouts have effectively become woke. Yes, both have. Yeah. And, and Girl Scouts have become very woke. And it's it's not about selling cookies and empowering girls and giving them good role models anymore. It's like after school woke programs basically is what Girl Scouts are. So let's go back to the history there. I grew up in Girl Scouts. My brother grew I grew up, up eating the cookies. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I'm my a Girl brother, Scout because my of brother, the cookies. You know, even though he kind of went flop on his life, he was an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. Um there's those older programs that we all think about. Those are good, good things. wholesome things. Good wholesome things. The Boy Scouts have had a long-time history of having, sadly, child sex offenders in their ranks. And, and it only takes one or two. And honestly, you can just go look it up in a search engine and allowing them to stay. And there, there are grown adults right now that have been that have suffered as mm-hmm. because of their participation in Boy Scouts. That was the first thing. Now the second thing is they've gone woke. Girl Scouts, the same thing. It's now a feminist, pro-abortion Pro, probably. Pro, I'm guessing now. Don't don't freak out if I'm wrong, but I'm speculating. There might even be a transgender agenda. Both in Girl have taken Scouts. both have taken on a transgender policy. Um, Girl Scouts, just to throw it out there, because again, if you're conservative and you you know have these conservative values, when you buy Girl Scout cookies, you're you're mm-hmm. you're funding abortion. They use a lot of that fundraising towards political. That's the other thing I don't like. Both of these. You give to them thinking you're you're contributing to, you know, good wholesome values in a, in children and in young adults. No, they actually donate to political causes that you may not agree with. So there's a lot of other places that you and there's other places to get better cookies. Yeah. 
it, instead of Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, maybe they're going to come up with Person Scouts. Maybe that's their right. transgender And, and here's idea. the thing. There's a lot of, because of this wokeness, there's a couple of other organizations, and, lo- and probably locally where you live, that have started alternatives. Mm-hmm. There you go. Let's move on to the next one, which is not a failing American institution. It's a failing international institution. So we will just acknowledge the comment oh and kind of move on. The Pope, um, we're not Catholic. Uh, my, my position on the Pope is I have obvious political differences, social differences with the Pope. The Pope is very left wing. But I'm not a Catholic, so I sort of don't have a vote in this. And so I can say, yeah, I have policy differences with the guy, but... That's about as far as I go with that. And I'm in the same boat. I'm not a Catholic either. But he is the leader of the Catholic Church of the world. So when so someone in that position as a religious leader of a Christian faith, when I hear him saying political policies that are against what the word of God say, mm-hmm. and they're woke policies that contribute to globalism and socialism, and it's, it's tragic and and starts twisting what the bible says in regards to things like abortion or or and and makes his statements that instead of recognizing the the word of god it promotes socialism i'm like this is it's not a religious world leader this is a woke socialist exactly and the other institution brought up is the un not an american institution i would say this but we, and we need to pick it. up the yes, pace we because we have uh, 48 other comments 46 other comments um the the un i don't think ever was a great institution i i think i maybe at the end of world war ii but that's even questionable so anyway let's move on yeah. um ted o'neill he has like three in a row, so we're just yeah. going to list him. And so, some of these we've already touched on, so we'll yeah, he whiz says over him. Most churches, and he says the military and public schools. And so let's go with um, most churches. I think it's undeniable that mainstream Christian churches have changed. Let's just put it that way. Um, and this is, this is, you know, not a blanket statement. No. There are all kinds of variations. I think in general, there has been a pretty discernible drift to the left in many mainstream denominations. Um, and we're not going to start naming off the nope. denominations that we think are bad because nope. Nope. that's just not cool. That's not polite. That's I, not polite to our listeners. Here's how you avoid that. Vet your local church. Yes. Boom. And if you start hearing and seeing things in your local church that seem problematic to you, I'd like to give a, a story. Um, in Olympia, Washington, um, many years ago, we attended, not Shelby and I, um, the the previous Tate household, um, attended a mainstream church. And I will never forget, this is the only time I've ever walked out of anything except the movie Hardly Working with Jerry Lewis, which was awful. The second thing I've ever walked out on was a church service in which this mainstream church, won't say which denomination, doesn't matter, said, God created the earth. I'm like, heck yeah, he did. And uh, therefore, we need to protect the earth. I'm starting to cool on this line of reasoning. And uh, because obviously we need to protect the earth, but usually that means government. And then the third thing that got me to walk out was, so please contact your representatives and urge them to support the new EPA clean air standards. I kid you not. And I got up and walked out. With your checkbook too. Never went back to that place. So yes, a lot of mainstream churches have been corrupted by that. Um, Let's go on to military. So really, I'm gonna hit this one. We we know that Biden has done an awesome job of that. He's done it not only by um, uh, the whole wokeism, the whole transgender, the whole all that, but also with the um, Policies from a year and a half ago with a forced medical procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've talked about um, some of the information you can get out there, how that has really physically harmed our military. Yes. Oh, so we're on military, not yeah. churches so, anymore. And the, yes. Well, and no, the, military, yes. I'm sorry, I wasn't tracking. That's totally okay. woke. Um, things have uh, improved. The Republican House, everybody says there's no difference between Republicans and Democrats. Um, we respectfully disagree. There mm-hmm. are differences. The Republican House, uh, and and surprisingly, they got enough votes in the Senate, which is split, um, that required the Defense Department to quit firing people. I understand the Defense Department is not complying with that, which is another problem. So I'm not saying any of this is perfect. However, um, the military is slightly, like 1% 
less messed up now because if you have a young person in your household and we do and and he or she is considering the military as as pro you know America and pro military as we are um, nope. We we would say nopally nope doodlers. Remember when we were kids where it's like, oh, going to the mil- military was like cool and adventurous and opened up doors of opportunity. And now it gives nope. you a certain heart condition because of certain medical things that happen to you. And we're trying to choose our words carefully so as not to be banned on even more platforms. So the next one, though, is public schools, of course. And he says, um, here's the thing about public schools, folks. If you want to make a difference there, here's what I recommend. Yes, absolutely right. Public schools are compromised. Go to your state's standards. Look up Nebraska state standards for education, and you will see what your curriculum is for your state. If you don't like it, start talking to your representative. Because and school board members, school board they have members, a limited amount of control, not as much as they should, but they have a limited amount of control over these sorts of things. So most states have common core standards. So when somebody says that which are federal nonsense standards, which is we all joke about common core math. So here's like in the, here in the state of Montana, I went and looked in the state of Montana. There's no um, standard for teaching money. For teaching, you know, when grades. would that ever be? Yeah, something why you would, would we need, need to, to know, know about? about? Well, okay, I'm going to go to my local school board and say, hey, we need to put that in our standards. You know, sorry, I'm going to say, screw Common Core. We need to have it in our standards mm-hmm. and start fighting it that way from the point of view of standards, not values. You might get some improvements there. So let's go into the next one. Yes. Um, the, or at least start on it. Yes. Cynthia Lunsford, we have a couple minutes before the break. We, of course, come back after the break and we give you a second half of the regular show. And then there's a third half, which is a math thing that can't really exist because I went to public schools and I don't they do They didn't very do well math, math standards for you, huh? No. So the third half of the show is the after show. But Cynthia Lunsford says the EPA and they've failed. The EPA strikes me as simultaneously too restrictive and and not restricted enough. And by too restrictive, we all know they come up with goofy stuff, especially in the Biden administration. Politicized. But then when there's an actual train derailment with with thousands of gallons of incredibly toxic materials, EPA sort of shrugs and says, well, it's up to the railroad company to take care of this. And so, yeah, I'm not. They will. It's amazing. They will impose incredible onerous restrictions on on corporations, on oil companies. That is what I think of. But then when. Right. And so what's interesting that East Palestine um, tragedy that happened, we're going to see that there's so many failures of so many levels of government and the EPA is one of them in that. So another failure of EPA that I think goes unnoticed because it's sort of inside baseball. And that is EPA has a terrible track record of allowing governmental polluters to pollute. Uh, EPA allowed the absolute poisoning of a river in the Southwest. I can't remember the name. And it was the river that provided water to several Indian reservations. It was another government agency, I forget which one, that caused the poisoning and EPA did absolutely nothing about it. That's what I'm talking about, about simultaneously too restrictive and, and not permissive. reasonably and, and too permissive. Exactly right. So, folks, don't go away. We're going to talk about another one of Cynthia's uh, mentions of one of the failures of one of our institutions. We have so much more to talk about. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. 
EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One stainless gravity systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E. USA.com. Most tested, most trusted. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. We're just getting started in our discussion of failing institutions. To hear the complete discussion, stick around for the after show if you're a Patreon supporter. And there's the hilarious Mm. lightning round. I'm so excited. A lot of people ask us, including a Patreon recently on one of our shows, if there's anything we regret about moving to Montana. And our answer was quite candidly, None. We, by the way, have come up with one. It took a lot of struggling. It took hours of, uh, of deep thought. Um, there aren't as many concerts here. And so that's kind of a problem. But, but when I mean, there is one, it's an awesome artist. It is, exactly. So anyway, we have very little to be regretful about. Well, and why is that? Because we moved to Montana. Well, if you want to move to Montana, and you should deeply consider it, you should get a hold of Jared. Savick. Jared's a friend. He's our Montana realtor guy, and he's a relocation guy. You can find him at redstate-realtors.com, redstate-realtors.com, or his own website, which off the top of my head is seizethedaymt.com. So get, get a hold of Jared if you're thinking about coming out to the great state of Montana. Archive episode of the week. This is where we go back for our new listeners, and we have a lot of them every single show. And we talk about old episodes that you may not have known existed, and they're on really cool topics. So we commend them to you for listening. You can find all the old episodes on prepping2-0.com. Go into the little magnifying glass thing yeah, up on the upper right. We have a search feature. We it's have really a search nice. feature, and you could type in episode 45, which was Why Preppers Need Comms and Community with Bill Harrison of hardened power systems if you're uh, a comms person 
you're going to love hardened power systems. They have really, really cool battery things, and you just kind of got to look at it. And whenever we talk about comms, we always remind folks that we put together, we produced a pretty amazing set of electronic flashcards um, on ham radio that are simplified, have tons of links in them, and explain the practical aspects of ham radio for preppers. And it's called PAM Radio, P-A-M dash radio.com p-a-m dash radio.com so consider that and i wanted to uh, let everybody know about something that really motivates shelby and i to do this show and that is when we help people and so i had lunch with a patreon we'll call him dan and he said the prepper spouses episode we did a few um episodes ago led to a great conversation with his wife and now they're on the same page and that's why that's we great. do it. So this is what we love. So you guys know, our listeners know, you may not know if you're a new listener, uh, Glenn and I listen often to other podcasts. Yeah. Um, one of them, it's amazing how quinky dental mm-hmm. it is this last week as we're kind of putting together this show, Dan Bongino. Mm-hmm. Great on, show. On March 2nd, I want to draw your attention to that. The name of the show is What's the Who Up to the World Health Organization? The first half of that show is on the complete collapsing, he used that word, of the Department of Justice. Yeah. And Merrick Garland and lays it out there really well. So if you want to... If you want to get more failing institution Yeah, there's another great one as well as the receipts to prove it. So let's keep going. Yeah, our next Patreon comment is from Cynthia Lunsford. And she says another institution that's failing is FEMA. And I absolutely we've talked about this already, so we're not going to flesh it out. I think the East Palestine incident is a great little uh, distilled version where we can just immediately point to and saying because of that incident, we can see the failure of this department, this department. There's probably about six or eight departments that failed miserably in that whole incident. So FEMA definitely dropped the ball on that one. Yep. Uh, Ted O'Neill has he has a lot of uh, items. He says Hobby Lobby, they're emblematic of how the left was victorious in compromising conservative values. For those who are not familiar, Hobby Lobby is a kind of arts and crafts store, national uh, retail chain, and they were very um, they they were owned by Christians, and they were closed on Sunday, for example, and they they were thought of as a a conservative company. Uh, there was an ownership change. I understand there was like a like the parents who ran the company stepped down and the kids took over, which almost always is disastrous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Ford Motor Company, for example. Uh, look at the uh, Sam Walton and yeah. Walmart and what his woke kids have done with it now, including uh, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos. Yeah. They they own the Broncos and anyway, um, but this isn't about football because nobody listening cares That's about a NFL institution. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> See, we come up with them just in like in just chatting. It's it's there's more woke than there. There's more failed than there are success at this point. It's easy to pick them out anyway. Exactly. But he brings up that that there are a lot of um, corporations, even the ones that we held out hope for that weren't woke. And they they always seem to gravitate towards wokeness. It's like there's a woke um, tractor beam that turns corporations into a bunch of social justice warriors. So uh, I want to go into the next one. Can we do that? Are mm-hmm. we? Are you done? Okay. So Derek Smiley, who, by the way, we've had on our show. If you go put in his name Smiley into our search engine, you'll see how he talks about with us how to um, relocate to a, a red state and flee. But he brings up the postal service. Absolutely, they're having trouble <laughs> retaining and hiring people. They're having trouble delivering mail. Yeah. Period. And have you seen the price of postage? How do we know, Shelby, what the price of postage is? I don't know. We sell stuff in our store and we mail it out by USPS. Oh, my gosh. And whatever we're charging, I don't even know for postage. We we lose money. money. We lose money. But we just don't want to have like an $18, you know, shipping fee on some of our sweatshirts and T-shirts and things like that. So when people, when you get your... We've all seen it where somebody's like, there's no way I'm spending $20 on shipping. Well, somebody has Mm -hmm. to. It's usually the vendor. It's the vendor. So that's why the prices are going up. Hence that. Anyway, we're getting off. The other thing Derek brings up, transportation industries, full sarcasm mode. In effect, there's been nothing newsworthy surrounding trains, commercial airlines, or cargo ships. 
uh, Ray Jensen jumps in. Funny you mentioned that. I work in that industry, and you are 100% correct. And we, you know, we were talking about DOT failures, and so Those we'll expand that hand. You know, to transportation failures. Cargo ships. You remember about a year ago, all the cargo ships that were that were in a holding pattern off the coast of L.A., for example, in other large ports that were not getting unloaded and there were huge product uh, uh, shortages and supply chain problems. You know, if we're going to have a massive federal government that's going to have all these powers, which we're not for here, but if you're going to have it, they ought to at least solve problems. And the federal government could have solved that port problem by telling the port of Los Angeles that their ban on non-unionized truck drivers and their ban on trucks that don't have ultra high emission standards uh, needed to yield to supplying the United States economy with products like, I don't know, medical products. Um, I had to have a uh, CT scan and there was a shortage of the uh, tracing fluid, whatever the radioactive stuff is. I don't even know what it is, but there was a shortage of that. So there you go. Thanks. Oh, and who runs the Department of Transportation? Good old Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Okay. Ted O'Neill says airlines. We covered that with the FAA. Ted, Ted O'Neill's he, Ted O'Neill's pretty uh, prolific. Pretty, I think he's a, he might. I think have, he's got he a long list. Been a little angry too. Yeah. you're feeling it. The next one he brings up you, is medicine. You oh, just geez. Ta- you just talked about one of them again. I'm listening on the way into a podcast. That medicine goes pretty deep. It's medicine, medicine supplies, and um, speaking about um, recently uh, death penalty issues, getting a hold of. If, I, we're not going to have a debate on if you're pro or against the death penalty, but the inability for states who do have the death penalty to administer the the drugs to do that humanely hmm. Hmm. seems oh, politicized and, and weird, huh? And and medicine. I mean, if some of you uh, longtime listeners know my story, right? Oh, I yeah. was in a blue state, Washington, and when I was in Washington State, the left wing nut job governor of Washington State who imposed some of the most draconian lockdown stuff in the entire, really in the entire world. I mean, he's like tied with Australia for like crazy lockdown strictness. Um, I had a colonoscopy that was scheduled. It got uh, put off. It got canceled because they weren't going to do any preventative medicine stuff because they needed all the hospital beds for all the people that were going to die of a certain illness, uh, the word we don't use on this show because we'll get like deplatformed, as I mentioned. So my colonoscopy- It was in 2020, if that's a hint. Yeah. um, So my colonoscopy was um, canceled. It was never rescheduled. Why? Because there was such a huge backlog and I got colon cancer. Gee, what are the odds of that? And so I say, and I think I'm accurate. I'm trying very hard not to be exaggerating in, uh, in all of this. Um, I think that a left-wing governor indirectly contributed to me getting cancer. All okay now. Everything's coming back good. It was a horrible experience. It was awful. It was terrible for Shelby. And that is a failure of medicine because the people in the medical industry didn't say, and I can't believe this didn't come up in a conference room somewhere in the governor's mansion. Um, Governor, you understand that when you cancel all preventative medical procedures, that a lot of people are going to end up having completely unnecessary illnesses and deaths. The medical industry would not stick up for patients, and that is a failure of an institution. So two more thoughts to add to that. We also know, again, from listening to other news sources and outlets and podcasts, Medicaid and Medicare will be collapsing Mm -hmm. in the next 2028, that's in five years. That's according to the Medicaid's government actuaries. This is not like like me on a calculator trying to figure it out. It's Right. So that is collapsing and it will Mm -hmm. be a failure of an institution to the detriment of the entire American public. Mm -hmm. The next part of that is from that little bug that we had running around back Mm -hmm. in 2020 that we don't like to talk about because, because, you know, I don't know, media is collapsing. that really highlighted, and we talked about it a lot at the time, how at that time, 98% of the America's medical supplies came from that yeah. country across the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. that we can't talk about. But they sent a balloon up recently. Mm-hmm. If that gives anyone a yes. hint. Yes. 
When we depend on that country, who is not one of our friends, for our medical supplies. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about medicine collapsing, it is systemic, it is multifaceted, faceted, and it is deep. All of us need to take good care of ourselves and find ways to take care of our own health as much as we can. Let's go on to the next one. Yes. Um, Derek uh, Smiley says the medical industry can't find enough nurses. I think that's just another aspect of medicine as an institution yep. collapsing. Uh, it's it's shocking um, the how hard they have to, you know, how much they have to pay. I'm all for people making a lot of money, but they can't find enough nurses. Ted O'Neill, once again, says higher education, long the case, but even former staunchly conservative schools have joined in on wokeness. Absolutely. 100%. If you think, if you think that sending your kids to a private school is going to protect them from wokeness, it, it can happen. You could be right, but the odds are better that you're not right. And there are all kinds of, especially rich people, sort of high-end private schools that are as woke or woker than public schools. Um, Ted O'Neill says law. He says, I'm also an attorney like you, Glenn, and I don't need to tell you that darn near everything we learned in law school is now fuzzy. With district attorneys adhering to radical Marxism, the rule of law has no meaning any longer. The law is increasingly used solely as a political weapon. Go Shelby, so I've got I, some thoughts too. I have some thoughts here, and, and I want to make sure we have time for other points that people have, but I think it's worth noting and it was again brought up as I've listened to other podcasts this week, our constitution and our laws, they are simply pieces of paper with words, mm -hmm. very important words on them. The key to making those stick is our is the moral compass of those who pledge allegiance to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, our laws should be sticking. They shouldn't be fuzzy. They sh they are absolutes for very specific reasons. But if we're not bringing in, if we're not training up lawyers, attorneys, judges, you know, fill in the list with people who understand what it means to pledge allegiance to that law and this ha and the sacredness of it, it's a problem. I have two stories about this. The first one is I can attest personally because um, I basically sue government for a living that there were cases 25 years ago that I would win 75% of the time. These are the same cases, same types of cases, same facts. And then a few years later, it was about 60% of the time. A few years later, it was about 50% of the time I'd win. And then it started dropping precipitously after that. I can tell you anecdotally with 100% certainty that judges are different now. They rule for the government almost all the time and they ignore law on a pretty saddening frequency. Another story, and some of this has to do with law schools, it's not all judges, a great story from law school. This was actually in the 299 Days book um, series and people thought I was so clever and made up this amazing, interesting story, but it was actually true like most of the 299 Days books are. Uh, storylines in them are. Um, I was in law school and we were learning how to do trials. And so we have this, this, this mock trial, this kit, it's like, you know, all the facts and all the stuff is in, is in a book. And, um, and the testimony was, and I was the defense attorney, the testimony was that a bad guy walks into a restaurant and he's left-handed and he has a semi-automatic pistol and he clicks the safety off and he shoots somebody. And I said, in my examination of this witness, you're absolutely certain he was left-handed. Yes, I am. And I stood up and I said, motion to dismiss. And everybody looked at me like, what in the world? And I said, because I was familiar with semi-automatic pistols, because I'd actually shot one before, that the safety on all semi-automatic pistols is on the left side. It is impossible to actuate it with your left hand because your thumb can't stretch all the way over to the other side of the pistol. I explained this and that was the correct answer. Now, what happened later is what is disturbing. What happened later was I expected a conversation among the class about how brilliant Glenn Tate is. Well, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. The opposite happened. Um, the, the professor said, yes, that's what happened. And what the professor didn't say is, and you need to be familiar with the evidence and that's how you can do your job. No, 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 that wasn't the lesson. The professor said, let's talk about gun control. And it was like the school of social work. 
It was all about gun control instead of the very practical thing that I had just illustrated. So if that gives you, and by the way, that was 25 years ago. Yeah, no, it was 30, 30, over 30 years ago. It was 30 years ago. So it's only worse now. So blame law schools. Perry Mason moments are gone. There's yeah. no such thing. So let's go on to the next one. Derek Smiley again. USDA approved butchers can't find the help they need. USDA failed. Mm-hmm. And right, honestly, I will say I'll say this. Kids, if you're looking for a good job oh, yeah. that can make you some good money, go into butchery. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Affecting both price and availability. Manufacturing, don't hold your breath if you need a new air conditioning unit for the office. Oh, yeah. Manufacturing, big corporations, um, then that goes into uh, supply chain chain issues oh my gosh brian parker gives us a a url and reading it it's a list from the fdic of of a list of banks that have failed um that is a huge problem smaller banks are increasingly failing they get gobbled up by bigger banks but there's only so much of the gobbling that can solve some of the problems um near our our studio right now if we were to look out the window there's a bank across the street I never see any vehicles in the parking lot. I have no idea how they stay afloat. I don't either. And the other thing that happens with that, though, too, they get gobbled up. And then we have big banks that are big corporations that are big wokeness. And then, I don't know, things like, oh, 2008 happened. You know, we have bailouts, the bailouts. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. That's a huge problem. So Ben Wheeler goes on to talk about the EPA is working for Norfolk Southern instead of the people in need. Banks causing fractional banking. And I'm summarizing here. Corporate media is just propaganda and short on truth. Department of Defense completely compromised due to senior staff like General Milley being owned. Um, Lots of. Lots of, I'm summarizing, POTUS, President of the United States, went to, UK, went to Ukraine to check on the money laundering instead of the American citizens in need. What are your thoughts? Um, there are big problems with all of those institutions, mm-hmm. and uh, we've already pretty much covered mm-hmm. it. By the way, Ben Wheeler, solid dude. We've yep. met him. He's come out. He drove from West Virginia to Idaho to come hang out with us, which was cool. Ray Legrand says, well, border security for obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Additionally, the Department of Indoctrination, I mean education, he says, my own daughter is a third grade teacher in the public school system and speaks frequently with us about the challenges she faces trying to actually teach the basics to her class. He adds- That goes back to standards. mm -hmm. Teachers have to teach these common core standards, which are so watered down. Mm -hmm. He uh, continues, I would like to see the Department of Education actually go away and allow choice to return the parents and competition return the parents and competition to the educators he also adds i also believe hiring all these irs agents is nothing shy of ominous tennessee for example is solidly in the black and doesn't inflict income taxes on its citizens well where do we start border security obviously a huge it failed institution we all know about the magnitude of the failures we all know why it's a problem um and it's just, it's shocking. It is, if you would have, here's my, my test for so many things. If you would have told my grandpa what's going on now, what would his reaction be? And he would say, I can't even believe that this is happening. This is stunning. If you don't have a border, folks, you don't have a country. Nope. You have a suggestion. It's, yep. it's a suggestion. It's a piece of land where people live. It's not a country. So let me let me just talk about that for just a moment. And we have a few more moments here. I remember back during leading up to the 2016 election. And and if you remember, if you can go back, go back in your mind that far, the key issue that um, number 45 was running on was border security. And somebody explained it to me and it made so much sense. And it makes sense now. If you fix the border, you fix everything else. Mm-hmm. If it you fix, fix a lot of stuff, I don't know about everything. Right, else, but it, you it fix fixes a lot of things stuff. like um, voter integrity, Medicaid, Medicaid. Uh, it fixes education. It fixes tax. Why? Because this influx of people don't start changing these institutions and these all of and the voter rolls and the right and the institutions don't change to cater to cater to, get to them. those votes, which is what it's all about. So. And and God bless those Border Patrol agents that are down there trying to, you know, put a Band-Aid on it that really requires a tourniquet. Mm -hmm. It's insane. That's right. So 
Um, and we have a few more minutes mm-hmm. before we go into the after show, and we have about two thirds of our our Patreon stuff um, left to go. Oh, we have to. Yeah, well, Christensen said, "I'll add the fourth arm of government. I mean, the press journalism. What's just happened to James O'Keefe is a prime example." of the corruption reaching even alternate independent investigative journalism. Um, we won't focus on the James O'Keefe thing because it's kind of inside baseball stuff, but um, he was the director of Project Veritas and he was kicked off the board. But anyway, um, the the press is a huge problem. I will say, and this might be controversial, I think that the main problem with the press is the national and regional uh, news, newspapers and, and, and uh, news stations. Um, I guess there aren't any purely local TV stations, but I w- I'll state it a different way. I think that purely local small town newspapers are largely exempt from this woke stuff. And the reason is simple. People uh, want to hear about the high school football team. They want to hear about the uh, conservation club, uh, you know, gala event Saturday night. There's really no room in what local newspapers cover for wokeism. Now, you might get some on the edges. And if you live in a blue state, your local paper is going to be very woke. I'm talking about red state local newspapers. I think the local newspaper we have where we live is really fair mm-hmm. and and stays out by by design of wokey stuff, but that's a teeny fraction of the media when and, and, and national news networks are horrible. And it's not just what they say and, and how they cover things, although that's a problem. It's what they don't cover, like a giant train derailment in Ohio. It gets no press. And uh, the government admitting that certain um, medical precautions that were imposed uh, beginning in 2020 uh, were completely unfounded and they knew in advance they would never work. You never hear about that. And, it's and what that, the media, the mm-hmm. national media doesn't cover that is such a problem. So, and going back to what you were just saying about local media. So where we live um, in Montana, what's interesting is that the the huge conglomerates, the NBCs, CBSs, huh. they have to cover the entire state. And it's really interesting when you watch those news outlets, when you hear something like, out in Washington, D.C., the president of the United States, it's weird to hear that a woke report next to all of this other thing. Now, are they woke? Absolutely. You're going to hear how much we we need to put money into housing for the homeless and just and all the crazy woke stuff that um, creeps in. Um, In general, on the national level, absolutely. And, And again, go listen to alternative podcasts on there. It is it is it can be easily proven media and the current left are working hand in hand, much like they do in socialist communist countries. Funny story about blue state media. Um, I was talking to a we wow. have to stop Holy you smoke. right there, folks. We have to go right into the after show. We just looked at the clock. Join us in the after show so that Glenn can finish his thoughts. Folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.